Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Considering that we are on the cusp of a new year, the brink of 2021, Katie and I thought it would be fitting to share with you all how we plan our year. And yes, we made plans for 2020. And you'll be surprised to discover that in spite of all the craziness of 2020, we are still very grateful for the plans that we made and for the goals that we set. And we will share with you why that is. And then we will share with you what we learned from 2020 and how we are changing our approach to 2021 because of 2020. And we'll share with the partic- with you the particulars on what tools we're, we're using to plan our year. I hope you enjoy. Hey. I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. getting ready to record this podcast well we're we're here we're recording yeah we're officially recording now (laughs) the getting ready is behind us well we've been trying to record for what two and a half hours you're right it's been two and a half hours that i tried to get this thing going but we had some technical difficulties which are to be expected but you can never expect when they're going to happen and that's the bummer because they're flying out tomorrow morning to go to florida and so we really want to get to sleep, but this is a really exciting episode. Yes. So I'm torn. Yeah. So <laughs> in spite of all of the prolonged, like of all the prolonged, what? I don't know. In spite of this episode being be prolonged with technical glitches. difficulties, we are still excited about this episode. Yes, we are. And we might have a hard time talking, but we shall get through. And it's not like you guys haven't heard us have a hard time talking before. So... We'll dive right in to what we did and kind of the order that we did it in. If you look back at 2020, I'll link in the show notes how we planned our year last year. Mm -hmm. And you guys can see kind of what we did similar. We did some things similarly. And like Elisha mentioned in this intro, we actually stuck to a lot of the things that we mentioned that we did not want in our year. Hmm. And things we did want in our year, like right. big picture, we stuck pretty closely to that, even though our year looked nothing like what we anticipated, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's what's re- I find that really fun. And it always encourages me to write things down and to make goals and to establish some sort of like a pattern in your life that you want to stick to. Because even though in throughout the course of the year, there were times and maybe weeks and months where our life felt and was totally cattywampus and didn't feel anything like what we had hoped for at the beginning of the year. And then when it was all said and done, when we kind of went through some of the highs and the lows, we looked back and we looked at our goals and we're like, no way. 
I'm so glad we had like those North stars, so to speak, to kind of shoot for because over time they, a lot of them came to fruition. Yeah. I think Elisha and I are getting better and better at not actually setting goals, Hmm. but instead thinking in terms of themes, things we want to remove from our life, things we want to add, Hmm. habits, personal victories, just like little things that you're more in control of. Yes. Not necessarily like a goal with a specific timeline, with a date, with, you know, all that stuff. Like the SMART goals, specific, measurable. Yeah. Like throwing out the SMART goals have made us a lot better at like overall throughout a year, staying on track and getting to what we what we had in that's mind. right because you can't help i think but kind of have goals but like what your father says there's no unrealistic goals just unrealistic timelines and oftentimes it's those timelines that are the great killer of our goals and dreams is that we're not accomplishing things as soon as we think we should or as as soon as we wanted to and so we'll give up on them but when you just kind of point your life in a direction that you want to go and you know what the goal is, like you, you know what the end goal is, but you're more concerned with heading in that direction and just kind of taking one step at a time and kind of conforming your lifestyle to accommodate those those directions. Then over time, you'll find yourself, you know, achieving those goals. Yeah, you say something, Elisha, a lot that I think is so cool and it's an awesome way to look at life. And it's like, you'll say, when I'm 40, I'll still want this. Hmm. And that's a decade from where you're at now. But I think having that bigger picture of it doesn't matter when I hit this. I know I'll still want it in a decade. So whether yes. that takes me six months or whether that takes me the whole decade kind of just chipping away at it. Right. Or even if it goes a little bit longer, I know that this is something that like down at my core, this is the person I want to be. Yeah. And so that just takes a lot of pressure off. I think especially like as a mom often time frames are what create the stress yes. in the home. Right. But I think having that vision of, well, I, I want to achieve this at some point in my life. So I might as well just point myself in that direction yes. and stay in that direction. And I'm not going to quit if it doesn't happen this year. Yes. I'll still want it in two or three years. I, I totally agree. And I think that 2020 has presented a new challenge in making goals and in thinking of the future. I know that a lot of people have taken on and, and I, I know I, I should actually I won't say I won't speak for other people. I'll just speak for myself. 2020 has been a huge blessing and that it's made me think far more eternally. I've had a much more eternal mindset regarding life and the and what we're what our purpose is here on earth and really wanting to cling to scriptural truths and to biblical truths. Uh, and so I wouldn't trade that for anything. For even though maybe some of my goals became less, my, some of these, some of my earthly goals became far less appealing to me or far less motivating to me because of 2020, I would way rather have bigger eternal goals and have my mindset on things above, not on things of this earth, and have my mind, what I think is being you know transformed by the renewing of my mind daily. Um, so when you when I look at 2020 and how it's changed my mind to think eternally more so I'm remember I'm it's like I have to be forced to remember that oh wait a second we are still on this earth and time is going to go by we might be here 10 years from now you know the rapture might not happen tomorrow or next week and so consider and you kind of have to plan for that I think we should plan for being here mm-hmm. for forever because I mean forever meaning a full life 
and not putting our hope in that. My hope is not on what I might accomplish by the time I'm 40, but it's, it's my hope is in Christ. But I also am kind of presuming that I'm going to be here when I'm 40. And as a result, I'm going to make decisions that hopefully set me in a trajectory and set me on a path where I'm excited about for when I'm 40. Yeah. You know, our days are numbered. The Lord knows how long we are to live. And I've heard like so much talk about the Lord coming back recently Mm -hmm. and that petrifying people into not wanting to take action on their life or to not dream of the future or to not plan for their children's future. And we never know what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but we also don't have tomorrow guaranteed with breath. Right. Right our very breath is a gift from God, mm-hmm. regardless of where we're at as a country or a nation or the world. We just, we're never guaranteed anything. Mm-mm. And that doesn't mean we're supposed to sit in a little bubble and just kumbaya and wait till we die. Right. You know, the Bible's very clear, like in the parable of the talents, the guy that just buried his talent out of fear and sat on it didn't get any praise. Right. He got it taken away. Yeah. The guys that were out there doing something we're praised for that. And so I just think that we're supposed to just live to, to the fullest in Christ Yes, for as long as he allows us to live here on this earth, not taking it for granted, right? but not living in this fear of, of, of really anything. Cause anything could happen. Yes. And it is funny how in the midst of all the turmoil and the kind of the new chaos in our world with in 2020, when I really start considering my life and thinking, okay, wait a second, is this what I should be doing? What if the Lord is returning? What if I'm, you know, dying next week or next year, the Lord is going to take me back next year. What would I change? And that is a great question to ask yourself at any point in your life, regardless of what's taking place in the world. If you think the world's more stable than ever before, it's so great to be able to ask yourself the question, if the Lord were to return or if he were to call me home, what would I change what I'm doing in my day in and day out life? And I think we should all ask ourselves that question and make changes as we see fit. And the funny part is, is when we were having this conversation over this theoretical, we realized we really wouldn't change anything. Well, I I don't think the big, we wouldn't change the big picture. I think we would change maybe where our heart is at, but from when it comes to a practical standpoint, uh, you know, again, I, I see through worldly eyes. I can only see as I see, And I think it would kind of be like a waste of time to try to stop everything I'm doing and try to start something new that I thought was more of a mission-minded thing because I think that I can just change my heart and what I'm already doing and be far more effective in a missional way. And I think that that probably goes for a lot of people. You're far more effective in the field that you're in just changing your heart and your mindset about around why you're doing that. I love that. So the first thing we did on our road trip home from Christmas yeah, was we went over something we did last year and basically we looked at our year and we looked at what worked mm-hmm. and we wrote that down in a column and then we wrote down what didn't work. Mm. Yeah. We just took a piece of paper, wrote a line straight down the middle of the page and the left side was of all the things that we thought worked and were a win, so to speak. And the things on the right side of the page we felt like did not work or were a loss, so to speak. Yeah. So these are just things maybe, maybe even they were good, but we didn't like them. Like we don't want to re right. do it. So we put trips down that were a win trips that did not work. We put down like the home office renovation was a win. 
but my other renovations were not so much of a win. <laughs> those didn't work because Elisha and I weren't on the same page with those. Um, like we put down our anniversary hike, you signing up for jujitsu. Well, yeah, These really are all the, things that I, worked. I think the best way to do this is if you keep a calendar to sit down with the calendar of the previous year. Yes. And to really go through month by month. And because it's really hard to remember what you did this time last year, what you did in March of 2000, at least it is, it was for me and it, and it was for Katie. Mm -hmm. But when we sat down with the calendar and we were able to see different things, different trips we had been on or different, you know, dinners we had gone to or different events we had gone to, we were able to say, Oh, that's right. That was awesome. Or that's right. That was kind of a, that kind of was a drain. You know, I, if we were asked to do that again, we would probably say no. Yeah. And we didn't have a calendar. Well, we didn't calendar well, for the first three quarters of the year, we got pretty good in the last quarter of the mm -hmm. year. So that is, though, how we mentally did this is we're like, OK, January, what happened in January? Mm. And we just kind of thought it out. And this is good to do, obviously, in a time when like we were on a road trip. So right. it's like good. Like we had a long time to just think and brainstorm yep. and remember. But anyways, that was really helpful. And that's kind of the first first step. Yes. It was just kind of a very big picture overall view and a snapshot at 2020. What was a win? What was not a win? And what we will change going forward? And then we each did a couple things individually mm -hmm. that were different. So I dream board every year. Hmm. Elisha dream boarded last year. I mean, he's you might dream board this year too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like that's a really helpful way to... Again, dreams are goals without deadlines, and I actually prefer them. Hmm. So I found that dreaming is actually a healthier way for me to plan a year hmm. than to plan it with super hardcore specific goals. Hmm. So I did that. I did create a video on it that will be coming out this Thursday, so I'm not going to like dive into it if you're curious, but I'll link to my old one in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And then you did a tool... Yeah, we've shared about this we tool about. before, and it's just called Stop, Go, Grow. And you write down three categories. One is things that you're going to stop. One, another category is is for things that you're going to go on. You're going to stop. You're going to start, so to speak. And then the third category is a category for things you're going to continue and hopefully grow. So Stop, Go, Grow is the tool that I used. And it was easy for me to think of a couple things on the stop list because a lot of the things have like naturally come to a stop this last year. One of those is being real estate. You know, over the last couple of years, I've been, well, the biggest reason we actually moved to Washington state was for me to do real estate with my father. And as much as I'm grateful for that experience and it really grew and strengthened my father and I's, my, my, my father's relationship, uh, I, I'm more clear than ever that I don't want to be doing real estate in the near future. And so I'm going to stop real estate. Um, something else that I want to stop is late night media of any type, movies, shows, social media, sc you know, screen time. I just want to be off of media late in the evening. So Katie and I are, are setting kind of a, a, we're going to hold ourselves accountable to being off of our computers and off the internet after 830 p.m. Yeah, that's something that I actually want to speak to real quick is, again, we really work on creating a system around something instead of just putting this out there. Like, 
it's obviously there's a reason why we watch so much media in the evenings and it's because we're tired and mm-hmm. we're out of willpower. And so we aren't setting this resolution going into mm-hmm. the new year. I guess we replaced it with something. So we both love to read mm-hmm. and we decided we wanted to read more. And then in order to facilitate that reading coming naturally, instead of forcing it on ourselves, we're getting a bookcase yep. for Elisha's office. So we have books out. Because right. right now we have no books out. So often when we want to read, we're like, okay, do you go out to the freezing garage and hunt one up? Like, yep. no. Yes. <laughs> There's too much friction there. And then focusing on turning off our internet at mm-hmm. 8.30. And we'll naturally just go to the books if we're turning off our internet. Yes. So just trying to identify like little triggers, little things we hang up on and coming up with systems that help support us in our environment is really important for things like watchless media. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that, you know, media is so good. Those media people, they're so good at making it easy <laughs> for us and it, it will always be the low hanging fruit for us. And so we have to be very proactive and intentional about putting in place systems that help us do what we actually would rather do. Cause like Katie and I, it's not that we don't find pleasure in reading. We both really love reading and we're not going to hold ourselves to like some high standard of only reading like deep theological books. We'll read mm-hmm. fiction. We'll read fun stuff. Uh, we just wanted, we just want a new habit other than spending time on the screen, but the screen is always going to be the easiest. And so by shutting off the internet at eight, by having books readily available out so that we can see them, I think is, is really going to just, support that that habit mm-hmm. so sorry <laughs> were you gonna mention another one or am i gonna those are some things we want to stop. stop that's right right yes and i will say one more thing it's interesting how katie and i i feel like there's these very specific things that we want to grow in and then there's big picture things we want to grow in and we made some big picture decisions earlier in this year that we really stand by and really change the trajectory of our life in a way that we're grateful for. But because of some of those big life altering decisions, it made the smaller habits more difficult for a season. And I'm speaking particularly to moving out of our little town home in Centralia and then buying a travel trailer and living in that, you know, in our town home, we really valued things like our workout routine in the morning or our Bible time in the morning and our evening routine at nighttime after we put the kids to bed, being able to read and be disciplined in that that manner. Well, when we moved into the trailer, those things became, the morning routine and the evening routine became extremely challenging because we were in a, a very small space where we couldn't put the kids down and then read or talk or plan our next day. And so we ended up defaulting to a lot more media. And I'm not saying we were we were victims of our circumstances and so we just fell into media. But I do think that we kept a big picture perspective on why we were doing what we were doing and kind of accepted that season for what it was. And we weren't able to have that optimal routine in the morning and in the evening. And that kind of set us on a path in a personal habits way of spending more time, you know, watching shows, not getting up and doing our morning, you know, rituals that we feel are so healthy for us. But we kept remembering that big picture, it was setting us in the trajectory that we wanted to go. Yeah, and then since being here in the house, we've been so grateful to be able to revisit those things and be like, okay, this is who we want to be long-term. That's right. And try to develop systems and structures to 
keep us in that place more often than not. That's right. And again, just like the resolutions, we say more often than not, we aren't setting these hard and fast rules for ourselves. This is the trajectory we want to move in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm comparing it with resolutions because I feel like most people fail their resolutions within a couple of weeks and end the year in a very similar place or more negative place than when they started. Mm. And the goal is to just keep moving in the trajectory that you want to go. Like Elisha and I know that we want to, every evening we spend reading versus watching something is a win. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to keep fighting for that. Also a quote that we think of a lot and this, I'm going to say a version of this quote and this, this quote has been attributed to like so many people and there's been so many versions of this quote, but I'll just say my version. And that is we overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I keep that in mind often when we're setting a direction or kind of setting a a vision for our family is a lot of times resolutions or goals, we really are only thinking like, okay, what can I accomplish in the next month or in the next year? Whereas when I think of direction and dreams, it's really helping me. I want to become the person that will accomplish these things over five and 10 years. And I think having that perspective keeps us on the right track versus getting derailed every time we fail to be perfect and it keeps you from burning out too because you realize the sustainability is very important for that journey it's not a sprint this is who you want to be lifelong like this is who you want your identity to be and so if something isn't working like Elisha and I have gone through sprint seasons where it's like okay, we're burning out hardcore here. We mm-hmm. cannot sustain this. Our marriage cannot sustain right. this. Our family life can't. So we've got to dial it way back because we want to enjoy the process. Yes, that's right. And that's more important to us right? Um, at this point. So anyways, I'm getting like kind of lost though as far as, did you explain the whole stop, grow, grow? Sure, or did I, we just do the stop? Yeah, I just I explained a couple remember. things that I stopped. And then for things that I'm going to grow, I'm or sorry, for things that I'm going to go on or like, yes, yeah, start, uh, I'm not going to share all, all of them because some of them are kind of, I'm just going to be quite honest. They're a little bit too personal to share on this podcast. Mm. No, I'm joking. I mean, well, I, I'm being joking. serious, some but I'm not are. joking that like they're not weird or awkward or anything. Um, but I still don't want anybody to know about them. He so some of the things I'm going to start this year um, is we're going to start blogging. I am going to, and Katie is as well. I'm going to start evening reading, which I'm excited, excited about. We're going to start a consistent email, which I'm excited about. Mm. And actually, is there a way for people to sign up to that email for that email, Katie? Yeah, actually on our website, you can sign up for it. I'll link it in the show notes. There you go. It's going to be called Top 5 Tuesday. Yep. And we're going to have a little vlog in there every week that's just for the email subscribers. Yes. And... Yeah, a lot of fun things will be coming out through there. Yep. So I'm really excited about that. Yep. So that's something that we're starting. And then some things I'm we're going to grow. So again, this is stop, go, and grow. And some things we're going to grow are Voteberg Music Academy. You know, we just kind of started, or I should say restarted, Voteberg Music Academy pretty in the last quarter of this year, of 2020. And we're just so thrilled with how it's going and the feedback we're getting from from our students, some of them maybe are you guys that are listening, 
And we're so pumped about that. And so we're really excited to put more time and energy and effort into making that an even better experience for our students and finding some, some more teachers to be a part of it for different instruments. Um, so I'm really excited to grow Voberg Music Academy. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop with that. I feel like that was pretty good. Okay. I feel like you gave our listeners a good sampling. Okay, good. good. <laughs> for sure. So Nace, that's just an awesome tool to identify like, what do you need to take out of your life? And then what should we continue on in? Right. And what should we start? Yep, that's right. It sounds super basic. It is super basic. And most of the best things in life are, I feel like. Okay, so then after we did those things personally, then we wrote down a list kind of going from pulling from all these different things that we'd brainstormed, kind of different angles of our last year. Looking forward at the new year, what is going to be a resounding yes. Mm. And if it's not a resounding yes, like absolutely. I do not want to miss that. Yes. Then it's a no. Yep. Exactly. Just making two very clear categories for things that we commit to or don't commit to. Because I mean, you, you folks know the opportunities are endless and it just seems like there's only more and more and more opportunities to say yes and so Katie and I are trying to become far more, I guess, rigid on what we say yes to and what we say no to. And, and the way that we decide that, at least when we're clear headed, is <laughs> if it's a resounding yes, like, oh, just absolutely, then it's a yes. Everything else is a no. And this is so much easier said than done. This is like the hardest thing for me to do because so many things that are not resounding yeses also seem obligatory. Yes. And so it's hard to kind of decide that. But, I mean, it's helpful, I guess, to write these things out at the beginning of the year. And maybe you have to do some obligations you didn't want to do or Mm -hmm. weren't ideal. But you can see, okay, this is what we're aiming for. It's like a guideline, and you're able to revisit and be like, when you're feeling, because this last year, there were certain events that we knew we would be wanted at, Mm -hmm. like certain business events. And Elisha and I said, no, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, we're like, those have not been a win for us. They're too much wear and tear on the family. Mm -hmm. It's too much expense, but people we really like really wanted us at these events. Right. And we said, no, every time this year, but it was hard in the moment. It was, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it was helpful to look back and be like, you know what? At the beginning of the year, we knew this was going to be tough to say no to. And we said, we're going to do that. And it was just such a huge win this year. That's right. And we did not follow to this perfectly, but we did see huge progress um, from in in 2020 from 2019 Mm -hmm. in how ragged we felt, you know, we, we did feel kind of run ragged a little bit by the end of 2019, we felt like we overcommitted and we're just running from place to place to place from event to event. And so we really were intentional about not doing that in 2020. And we felt like that was a huge win for our family. Yeah, we feel a little run ragged at this point yeah, too, I know. but it's due to different overcommitments. So maybe if we can eliminate these, we'll be better next well, year. Well, also like here at the tail end of the year, we've, I don't know if I could say we, we overcommitted, but we, a bunch of things kind of piled up at the end of the year here. 
I and we're feeling that. I think Elisha and I realized we've kind of had a fear of missing out with some stuff. Oh, big time. And so we said yes, because we know we'll be bummed to miss out. Mm-hmm. But as a result, we're kind of killing ourselves, yeah. <laughs> like health-wise, and yeah. just we're so tired. So anyways, we, we know, I guess, we'll have to experience maybe more of that fearing, yes. fear of missing out. Yep. And just know that that's what's best in 2021. Yes. We'll just have to miss out sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Last thing we did was we filled out, last year we tried to fill out our entire calendar. Mm-hmm. That was pretty daunting. Yep. And it also wasn't super helpful because, again, we had no clue. Like, every quarter was so different for us this last year. Yeah, I feel like the first quarter was pretty predictable, or at least, you know, January and February. And And, March. And March, most of March. Yeah, it was pretty predictable. And then just ever since then, it's just been pretty dang wonky. I mean, COVID hit and every all of that, you know, just changed our whole world. And I think we also realized how quickly life can change Yes. because I mean, obviously trailer life was like, okay, totally different set of priorities. And then we move out of the fifth wheel into this house, Mm -hmm. like in a new state, which we didn't anticipate. And then all of a sudden our businesses started booming, Mm -hmm. which we did not anticipate throughout the entire year. Like what we're doing right now is so different than where we could have envisioned ourselves at the beginning of the year. Right. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. At the beginning of the year, I had a salary job mm-hmm. that I was looking to grow. I was thinking, okay, I'm not only on salary, I'm going to take over this business and this is going to be our bread and butter. And I'm not doing anything closely related to that job now. And we've got putting up, we're putting our time into something totally different. And I guess I would have never expected these things demanding our full time because right. of the rate they were growing at the time Yes. or bringing in the income that they're bringing in mm-hmm. based off of... Like if I was to judge like, oh, in 12 months, this is where we will be. Yes. This could also be exactly the opposite where you lose your job or, you know, you have to downsize yep. or, you know, it can go negative or positive. 100%. I feel like this year we've had negatives we didn't expect and positives we didn't expect yep. in like crazy short time frames. Yes. Just like, whoa, hard yes. life pivot. So because of that, I guess we're only filling out. 90 days at a time this year yes and because of again experiencing 2020 and seeing how dramatically your like the circumstances can change when it comes to your career or your living situation those are big things in life you know where you're living what you're doing for work those things can change and so it just encourages me it encourages me all the more to try to be as vigilant in the personal things that i can control Am I spending time in God's word? Am I setting my mind on things above? Am I exercising my body? Am I investing into my marriage? Am I investing into my children's life? Because all the other variables can toss you to and fro, but those the ones that I just mentioned, you pretty much always have some level of control over. And and so I think it's good to, to recognize that and to be disciplined in those areas. Yeah, it's going back to like the giant pie mm-hmm. priorities. That we've talked about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been a while since we've mentioned those, actually. Okay. And then the final thing that we did after we filled out our 90 days with our priorities, obligations, and then our priorities. Because if you don't put things that you desire or hope to on the calendar, at least for us, our calendar fills up so fast with wow. obligatory stuff. 
we don't even get to live a life. Yes, I know. There's uh, there are quotes about that. Like if you don't plan your life, somebody else will or something like that. Yeah, you've got a lot of quotes. Tonight. I don't know if that's how that goes, but there's something like that, I think. And I've found that to be very true. <laughs> yeah. So after we did that, we just wrote down real quick five things that personally fill us. Hmm. And we're just kind of thinking through that. What are things that fill us that aren't our phones? I mean, phones don't fill us. But it's really, <laughs> what I'm saying is it's so easy when you think, oh, I'm going to rest. Or Elisha's going to give me a couple hours to go away. Or he's going to go away and take some time to himself. And then we come back and we aren't real rested. Right. So I feel like this is just a fun process to go through because it helps you know, like, oh, these are things that actually, like, feed my soul. Yes. And provide true rest for me and my brain. Not just... I guess kind of wasting that time. Yeah. And these are different from like goals or who we are aspiring to be. It's just being honest with yourself and being like, okay, what fills me up so that I can then pour into my family or pour into my work or ministry? Because I think all of us have times where we can be filled, whether that's nap time or before our kids get up or a date night a date night or after the kids go to bed or something but we don't feel rested because we never actually do the things that fill us during that time right and so it feels like oh man i just sat down on the couch for an hour i don't know where the time went right and tomorrow it all starts over where if we were doing something that was intentionally restful we Mm -hmm. feel totally different after that small amount of time so i'll share mine real quick yeah let's hear it um reading walking while listening to a podcast being creative with no deadline so i do like projects but not work projects just kind of like waste of time Mm -hmm. projects i guess uh i like researching different things and date night and time with elisha awesome those are all things that fill me outside of i really should have on here spending time with the lord because that is a really big one Mm -hmm. and writing is another one Mm -hmm. that fills me yeah i know reading is a huge one for me in fact Oh, I guess that was like what only five or six days ago. I think you and the kiddos were laying down for a, for a nap, and you really encouraged me to go spend just spend some time reading or just doing something that filled me. And I was blown away with how long and how filling two hours felt like because I didn't I did not get on my computer. I was not on my phone. I was simply reading, and it filled me up so much. And two hours, it it's like had I spent that two hours you know, browsing the internet or looking stuff up that's work related or just being on my phone, I would feel the exact same way or maybe worse as when I started. But instead, just that intentionality made those two hours so valuable. So reading is a big one for me. Writing is a big one for me. I like exercising. I also like going on walks by myself as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just actually, I don't, I usually don't like listening to things when I'm on a walk by myself. Maybe I'll listen to a book when I'm on a walk by myself, but oftentimes I just like, I just like the quiet. Yeah, so those are some things that fill us instead of just drain us more. Yes, that's right. Anyway, so those are just like, I feel like we mentioned just a bunch of different random tools, but that's kind of how we like to look at the new year, look back at the last year and learn from it. And like I said, it was so crazy, even though this year had nothing to do with what we thought it would look like. A lot of these things that we wrote down stayed consistent for us throughout the year as far as what was working, what wasn't working, things that were a resounding yes, mm-hmm. things that were hard no's, things that filled us, things we wanted to stop, grow, right. and um, go in. Yeah. 
stop stop grow go (laughs) or no stop go grow yeah stop going growing yeah so anyways i just hopefully that's kind of helpful and gives you guys i don't know a little bit of perspective and maybe one of them is helpful for you yes folks thank you so much for listening to this podcast we are excited to continue this podcast all through 2021 and so be sure to be looking out for our podcast coming out every tuesday morning and we'll keep talking to you bye-bye bye (laughs)